and has even started a twittle, Twitter, Twitter, Twitter handle for it. What is Twittle? How did Twittle become Twitter? How did Twitter become Twittle? <laughs> Welcome to Therapy Unwound, the space that is here for all of us to dive into the wonderful world of therapeutics. But maybe not so much today, because today is a little different. I'm your host, Jenny Walker, and in this week's edition, I have kidnapped the mic and I'm popping in a very relaxed podcast into the schedule. Although our producer, Jeremy, has been cursing me to take the decision to edit the workflow spreadsheet... I've caused Sophie extra work in the fact that she's now had to reschedule interviews and Bryony has had to change all of the Instagram social media posts, but I have pulled rank and I've brought the recording kit home with me because without you, all our work is pointless and I wanted to bring you up to date and along for the ride with us. I was listening back to our anxiety series on Spotify over the last weekend and I realised that although we are all about professional outreach, there needs to be a pause in the proceedings to sit down with you all and chat through the history behind Therapy Unwound so that we can introduce the new mini-series about evidence-based practice because both of them will allow you to know more about us, where we're going and what is happening with this wonderful new podcast and fantastic new company, Therapy Unwound. Before Easter this year, so just a couple of weeks ago, Jeremy and I were having a planning meeting in my moustache studio at Cornerstone Therapies. We were enjoying a coffee and a couple of pastries and plotting the plans to hatch. Then I suddenly had this overwhelming need to take a breath and say, well, hello, Therapy Unwound. It's so nice to meet you. I wasn't expecting to bump into you this year. And in some ways, it must feel the same to you. Here's a podcast that suddenly launched. It's new. It's great. You're sharing it lots, but it's good to take time to say hello. I'm sitting here today with Finchley, my cat, in my living room. I actually have a cup of mint tea this afternoon because this is a very cheeky afternoon recording rather than a coffee-soaked morning one. But I am also surrounded by paint samples, copper pipe fixtures, new computer screens and mic booms that I never thought I would own. So as we sit down and have a mint tea together, I would like to take you back to the beginning of 2020 before the apocalypse. It was February and I was in my favourite city of Bath for the weekend. For a short but wonderful period in my life, I rented an apartment on the opposite pavement to Bath Spa for five days a month. This meant I could enjoy some private time away from Godalming and Cornerstone Therapies, the studio at work. I could catch up with friends at the West Country and I could go to a few rugby matches. Oh, and also some lectures for my MSc which was actually the point of being there. There's a great little coffee bar next to the cathedral in Bath, and as I sat there hungover one Sunday morning with a notebook, I knew that I was missing a trick with therapy and our culture in the UK and how health is or is not understood. I didn't know that I was what the missing link was, but I knew that it was huge. 
I was studying for a master's in rehabilitation and the subject of therapeutic touch wasn't even mentioned in lectures, let alone on the syllabus for crying out loud. If we weren't talking about it in uni, in our ivory towers, then how on earth was the general population going to know about therapeutics and the healthy benefit of physical rehabilitation? Little did I know that on that rainy grey February Sunday in Bath, the question I posed was about to change my life. Five weeks after that question sunk into the brain space, the world stopped. I had to shut Cornerstone Therapies without any notice, and believe me, being self-employed and single through that time, the word anxiety didn't even cover it. Breathing had to be a conscious occupation, and I was sleeping around three hours a night, and that was broken and dream-ridden. So if you are wondering why we started the podcast with four episodes on the subject of anxiety, there's your answer. And I had to learn how to control the anxiety before the proverbial dragon took over the house. In the 10 weeks of not working, I sorted through the paperwork for the business, filed my yearly accounts and generally tidied up a bit. But my concentration was shot to pieces. And like many people I talk to now, I can't remember that time very well. But what has now been called the bath question didn't go away. So in the late spring of 2020, I decided to get in touch with a few people about redoing Cornerstone Therapy's online presence. Let's be honest, I hate social media with a visceral passion, and my idea of designing is to pop something on a docs page and click centre. I am not the person to manage anything online for anyone at any time. My skill sets are pain management, anatomy nerd outs and creative leadership. Over May last year, I received quotes and ideas about websites, and they were all really, really boring. None of them understood the vision about how we changed the communication between the health professionals and the people who needed the information. You guys. But it was at this time I started taking an optional module at UE on knowledge mobilisation with my now supervising professor, Nikki Walsh. Knowledge mobilisation, or KM, is the research branch that looks at, in our case, health services, and how the knowledge between care teams can be mobilised to aid care pathways. It's a fascinating subject, and I was particularly taken by Gabayan LeMay's work on something called Mindlines, and the papers and books that they published around a decade ago are linked in the description below. The idea of boundary spanning also came into my life, a form of KM which involves outreach. This whole new world became the foundation for my dissertation, and within it I learned a whole new vocabulary around communication. But let's go further back even more and give you a bit of background about all this, because my family are a bunch of wonderful, crazy creatives. We have architects, designers, musicians, scientists, authors, artists, academics, producers, nurses running through our whole family tree. We ooze creation. At the weekends, you'll find me knitting, baking, reading, writing and sewing. And sewing we will actually get back to in a couple of minutes. We were brought up believing that there was no barrier between research and academia and the arts. As kids, we played with it all. I remember my folks sitting down with me at the tender age of 16 and telling me that I had to get an A in drama A-levels as it would stand me in great stead for any business. It teaches you how to publicly speak, 
Set a stage, sell an idea, get your costumes right, direct and manage, and in this case, write a weekly podcast script. Communication needs to be clear and have a healthy boundary, and this rich childhood upbringing and my ongoing years of life school have taught me that in crystal clarity. To now produce a podcast and bring evidence-based practice and knowledge to you through this format is the natural culmination of all that learning. The idea of a podcast came to me late spring of 2020, and it rattled around my mind for a while, but I could not for the life of me see how we could do it. Businesses cost money to run, and take it from me, you cannot kickstart a company on 100 bucks in the UK. I just do not believe it. But Jeremy had sent me a quote after he had grasped my vision and put a sensible timescale on the production of a podcast and a YouTube channel, and it suddenly looked like it was a goer, as he was already working freelance in that field, so he knew the ropes. It took me 10 months to save up for the cash for the initial investment, and in that time I met Sophie. Sophie is a master at wordcraft. For all of you who have put up with my dyslexia, typos and general grammar mistakes, you'll understand fully why Sophie's skill set unlocked the whole project. Then Jeremy introduced me to Bryony, a wonderfully open designer who started by redesigning the Cornerstone Therapies logo, which will be going up in April this year. And suddenly I realised that Bryony had an MA in digital media. I couldn't believe it. Bryony actually likes Instagram and has even started a Twitter handle for us and secretly Pinterest has also tentatively been mentioned. By the start of 2021, it had all fallen into place. I had a freelance team that had all the skill sets I didn't, who are honest, direct and honestly such a laugh. We are outnumbered by the cats, which is always a good thing, and we had a business plan that may actually work. But most importantly, and this is the bit that makes it all very real, we had our why. Simon Sinek wrote a great book called Start With Why. You don't actually have to read the book to be completely honest, because the title says it all, as do his TED Talks, which are also linked in the description. But without the why, you are not going to succeed. What question are you answering? Is that answer needed and who needs to who needs the answer? Our why is the answer to the bath question. People need to hear knowledge mobilized about therapeutic health care in a way that is informative, accessible, and allows them to go on to do their own independent research. Over the past year, we have lived with a lot of opinions and knowledge being thrown at us. I hesitated to use the word knowledge in this paragraph, as the media hype that circles us during this time is arguably not knowledge, but it is a word that we'll have to do. But we have not been taught the basics of how to do our own fact-checking, our own research, and nurture our own independent thought processes. Knowledge is armour, and it is better made out of good quality material, otherwise we get injured both physically, emotionally and mentally. And so the Therapy Unwound podcast is centred around the why of teaching you guys how to make sure what you are learning allows you to grow as an independent thinker. Healthcare is personal, so make sure it's personal to you, not the general populace. This podcast is fantastic. It brings you generalised ideas and opinions 
from a therapeutic physical rehabilitation therapist that's been in practice for 21 years. My knowledge is given to you freely and I love that process, but it's not personal to you, it's a general idea. It's for you to go away, take the information we offer through Therapy Unwound, have a chat with your general practitioner, your consultants, your therapeutic care team and come up with a care plan that is correct for you. Therapy Unwound is also a place for others to share their journey, which is why we have opened the studio for others to come and record their podcasts and videos. It's an exciting, very fun, rich time as the therapists start their own businesses and grow their online presence. The team here are able to help them do just that. We have been blessed with a gift and it's great to invite others to enjoy it here as well. A fully functioning recording studio. Who would have thought... Therapists can often work on their own all day, every day, and find it hard to carve out their own time to build the voice that they need to communicate their own research journeys, ideas and opinions. And so we are also here to make that happen for them. And this just goes to show that you need a team to mobilise knowledge, to bridge the boundaries of the ivory tower and the people who need to hear the amazing research that is coming out of our universities and our research departments. We need graphic designers, we need producers, we need artists, we need the researchers and we need the communicators. Without all of this team, knowledge mobilisation could not happen. There is one phrase that you'll hear a lot on this podcast, evidence-based practice. We are going to go into it in more depth over the next three episodes, and this is the introduction to that mini-series. But I wanted to set the scene with something a little more tangible than medical terms that can feel rather alien, and let's face it, just a little bit boring. So let's get the needle and thread out and start stitching this theory together with Bernadette Banner, Kathy Hay and Zach Pinsent. This trio of wonderful historians are hand sewers and specialise in historical dress. But honestly, I see them as researchers and practice-based sewers. I watch Bernadette's cinematic YouTube videos and marvel at her production quality, amazing grace and historical research. Kathy Hay offers the best life advice through her historical recreation of the peacock dress – And Zach is simply divine and allows us to delve into the historical world of men's tailoring. He makes silk sparkle. The reason why I look at these three and hold them up to you and thank them for all their work is that they are living out evidence-based practice in every sense. In 2005, an international group of academics came together to create what has been known as the Sicily Statement of Evidence-Based Practice. And they set out five steps that showed how evidence-based medicine should be practised. The first step is really easy. You need the translation of uncertainty to an answerable question. The second is systematic retrieval of best evidence available, so a systematic research ability. The third is critical appraisal of evidence for validity, clinical relevance and applicability. So how are you going to apply that research within your everyday practice? 
Number four is the applications of results in practice. So what has this research that you've implemented in practice actually done for the person you're seeing, you're treating, you're helping? And then the fifth and final stage is an evaluation of performance. So has the performance of all you've done on your daily basis at work as a therapist, what's actually done? What's your evaluation of that performance? But if you want to see this in real terms and in a space that is sometimes a bit more accessible, I would like to look at Bernadette Banner's latest video on the history of the feminine pocket. I kid you not. In her 17-minute video, she translates the uncertain questions that the pocket has posed, the history of the pocket, and into an answerable question through systematic historical references and evidence. Then she critically appraises the evidence and gives the pros and cons to her findings, offering the applicability of the findings into the pocket history into today's fashion. We have gone from having pockets that could hold loaves of bread and live chickens to ones that cannot even fit a mobile phone. Her application of the results into her practice was to make the pockets bigger so that they work for our lifestyles. And then she evaluates the performance of her pockets. Quite frankly, hers are amazing. The ones in your Levi jeans are not. So if you want to hear about how the suffragette movement and women's voting are inextricably linked into the rebellion against small pockets, watch on. Although this example is sewing, it is a great illustration of how knowledge mobilisation of therapeutic rehabilitation should actually work. Interested and invested people mobilising information to an audience in a manner that makes it relevant to daily life. So whether it's pocket extensions for your genes or trigger point therapy for your cluster migraines, the way that we work together as a community is to have a free flow of information from academic ivory towers to the people who need to hear it. The most important thing to note is that Bernadette Banner and Therapy Unwound give you the information you need to go and find the sources that we've used We tell you where to track them down and that allows you to start doing your own thinking. So as we start to look into the therapeutic journey of evidence-based practice, I want to thank you all for coming along for the ride with us. It's going to be a lot of fun as well as a lot of learning and I don't see why the two can't go together. We will be back next week when hopefully the weather is a little warmer. It's been four seasons in one day today. Thank you, Sting, for the lyrics. Um, We had snow this morning, then we had rain, then we've had kind of like a weird, wonderful blue sky of sun, and it's just about sunset. So I think we've had the plethora today. And I have to say, I'm looking forward to it being a little bit warmer so I can start wearing all the linen outfits that I've sewn over the winter months with all their deep, personalised mobile phone carrying pockets. Thank you for liking, following, sharing and subscribing and getting Therapy Unwound out there. We really enjoy bringing these podcasts to you every Friday at the bright and early time of 7am. So until next week, have a fantastic, blessed time and we look forward to speaking to you then. Take care. Bye.